0: Kroger, fresh for everyone. Yo, we're we're live.
3: Does mine work? Yeah, we're live. Yo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I sounded muffled, though. Yeah, you did sound muffled there for a second, but you're back. As
4: an audio guy, it's odd that it starts muffled and then clears up. That's just the
3: equipment, man.
4: Typically a taint. A tainted microphone will be muffled and continue to be muffled. For it to correct itself that quickly, it's almost like the human body how it corrects when you get a cut.
3: Oh, dude, my son, my five-year-old last night, we were coming out of a restaurant, and he I was like, so excited, he starts running and, boom, eats crap right on the sidewalk. And he, uh, 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 I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. And I'm like, but it's okay. He's, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I need a burn-in! I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding. And I have to calm him down. Hey, bud, it's okay. It's okay. Get up. Your arm's okay. It's okay. It's just a little blood. And we get in the car and I give him a baby wipe and he's doing it. And then he starts asking me, so Dada, dad, dad went, how am I going to get new skin? And we went through the whole thing. It regenerates. Up, about how your skin grows back, how the blood will form a little web, block stuff gets a scab and then the skin grows and it, you won't even know that your skin was ever gone look at so, this son my scab healed no like literally you bringing that up is so random because, because i think about it every day dude because then he was so fascinated by the fact that we can regrow our skin yeah now that i've been working with my hands
4: a lot more i'll get a cut uh the cat's been attacking me lately and i'll just be like oh dang i guess it'll take about a day to heal the body will regenerate new skin yeah, he, no.
3: like, he was like, so wait, wait, Dada. So. If you get a
4: hangnail or something, you'll be uncomfortable for a day, and then it's going to regenerate. Your whole body will be new in about 24 hours.
3: Which is wild. Then he's like, Dada, does anybody ever lose their all their skin? I'm like, I don't think so. And he goes, but Dad, look, I mean, my skin's already growing back. <laughs> he can see it growing. And I'm like, really? He goes, yeah, because look, there's not as much blood, so the skin's already covering it up.
4: Really what answers the question about how you get better from a sickness is sleep. Because you'll go to bed, and I actually had a cut that was bleeding. My cat, maybe I squeezed it a little too hard. Sometimes I'm like, I don't know. I love the cat so much that I'll squeeze the stuffings out of her. And so she attacked me and clawed me. Dude, the cut was almost healed after six hours of sleep. That Your body goes into overdrive at night. It's like, guys, let's go. We got to fix this stuff. Come on, more skin, more skin. That's when your body's really able to operate during the night. That's how you get better from sickness when you wake up.
3: Yeah, because you're not doing as much. And that's what he was like, Dad, I need a Band-Aid. I'm going to need a Band-Aid tonight. And then he goes, actually, Dad, no. Because when you go to sleep, you want it to let it breathe. That's smart. And I said, you're right. He goes, that way the skin will grow back. He you're going to be a doctor. Someday, and, he li- so. and he goes, Dad, I-, I see the skin growing. You're my future little doctor, astronaut. I was like, I-, I don't think your skin's growing. Oh, Dad, it is. It is. I promise Dad. Okay, cool. But then my four-year-old has all these questions about the blood and... He was like, I saw that on my microscope. I'm like, all right, I, I don't know what you guys are talking about. Wow. Yeah, I got him there for his fourth birthday. I got him a kid's first microscope, and it has Bendy Irwin. Like, it has little slides, and it's like spiders, blood, red, um, frogs, uh, different things. And they have three different little pictures on the slide, and he gives a fact about it. Then you can take a quiz about each one freaking loves it, man. It's like 20 bucks at Target.
4: Let me grab your microscope. I had it in the bedroom.
3: Fantastic purchase if you guys are looking to make your kid a nerd because they are all about it.
4: We're going to do it live. Arnold, do you have a microscope? Yep. I use it all the time. Let's go. Let's do the intro. We're doing it live, Arnold. Okay. Hey, can we do tweets from X? Arnold on X?
3: We We can can do that later, Arnold. New segment, Arnold
4: on X. Okay. We're going to do it live. We are the one, two, three. sore
3: Losers. Why was you so weak? What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. Y'all, it says that I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side. of
4: That wasn't even intentional. I live on the north side of town as you're heading to Kentucky. It's, it's out there. But damn it, I can do it about 20 minutes in the morning when I'm going 80 miles an hour. Fly it in that Sequoia, baby. I got three vehicles now. I got a Sequoia. Where did you get
3: a Sequoia? Parents-in-law. They just
4: gave you a brand new car? <laughs> I got the Koya, I got the Blazer, and Blazer's o- Forerunner. How old is the Koya? It's better than the Trailblazer. <laughs> Dude, it's my. I thought the Trailblazer was my ranch truck. I've upgraded. The Koya is my go-to right now. You have a three-car garage, you rich? Yeah, rich. dude. No, it barely fit one. Uh, but the Koya is my go-to now. Trailblazer's backup. Trailblazer's maybe when I go golf, I just keep the golf clubs in there. And Baser's Forerunner just sits. Might as well sell the thing. But the Koya is where it at. Before bed, I tell Bazer,
3: I'm taking the Koya tomorrow, dude. It's great. That's awesome. I mean, it must be nice to have in-laws that just give you cars. That's pretty cool. Well, I think it was just sitting around, and they got it fixed. And You're supposed to run a vehicle? Yeah, that's just, why I'm saying base car doesn't need to just sit, dude. You got to get it moving.
4: Another fascinating thing is the body regrows skin. Vehicles suck if they don't run. They're And houses are meant to be lived in, and vehicles are meant to be run. So it's better for them to have me drive around the Koya than it just sit in a garage and then get broke down in six months
3: cost them more money to have it just sit there than it does to have you drive it and get some miles on it get some zzz, get everything working
4: which is counterintuitive but vehicles are just supposed to run that's just how, houses a lot of stuff goes wrong with them once you're living in it boom the water's running the air's running consistently you have less problems
3: yeah when it's abandoned it just kind of falls off stuff falls off the side nothing works but if people are living in it the house looks amazing and the people that have two homes dude they'll go back to their
4: second home just stuff falling apart left and right cuz they're supposed to be lived in it's a great point. It's crazy.
3: It's weird. They build houses because they're supposed to be lived in.
4: Right. But no, they operate. They're most efficient when people are living
3: in them. When you're actually using the yes. stuff. Yes. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's like if you go to somewhere, like uh, if you rent a cabin or something and you go and it hadn't been used in four months and you turn on the water, it's like, yep. and then it all splats out. It's the weirdest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Or you go on vacation and you turn off your, your, your water and you come home. And it takes a long time for the water to heat up because it hadn't been used in a while,
4: and it, that's why I've never understood people in their second homes. That must be miserable the whole first month when you go back. The water doesn't work. You got issues. The house—it's a house—is supposed to be lived in. It's w- the weirdest thing, dude. It's cra- I mean, all of a sudden holes appear when you're not living in it. There's not uh, the door is harder to open because you haven't been opening it. Crazy shit happens when you go to your second home. I don't have one. But athletes, tie it back into sports. People deal with this stuff, dude. I think athletes' homes, they probably have people that maintain them. That's when it gets expensive. I went and saw Big Ben's house on Lake Lake Oconee, and, dude, there was nobody there.
3: Do you think that's his permanent home in the offseason, or was that just a, I have a vacation home? The vacation home thing, I just, let let me be frank with you, I don't understand it. Because how many times are you really going to that house? Once like or twice. My wife watches, um, what is it called? Summer House. And not Summer House. It's like, oh, I'm looking for a vacation home or something. And they're like- HGTV. My HG- ex-girlfriend used to watch that. I haven't watched that show in 10 years. understand. That was before you were married. Yes. Uh, now we watch the Bravos. She watches those ones where they're looking for a vacation home and it's like in Belize. I, I'll be honest. I don't know where Belize is. All of them are in the Caribbean. But it can't be easy to get to from Arizona. (laughs) Anything in the Caribbean you can get to in two hours. It's right outside of Miami. But from Arizona. So how many times are these people really going to fly down to Belize from Arizona to visit this vacation home? Max four times a year, seasonal. You do it once every four months. Then also, when you do have vacation time. That's when we get paid from this podcast, right? When you do have vacation time, you feel like. You have, have to, to go, go to va- that big vacation, vacation home. home. Yes. yes. You are stuck doing the same vacation every single time. Correct. I don't understand that. Yeah, that's why people haven't figured it out and they just do the same damn stuff and they
4: just run in circles. So but there's no reason to have a second home. Especially if it affects how you go on vacation. When it the reason for vacation, new open mind, change your perspective. Why do you go to the things? same place four times a year? Go the,
3: four times, go to the same four restaurants, go to the same four beaches, go to the same four everything, all four times. If you are not exploring, so where'd you go on vacation last year? Oh, we just, we hopped down to Belize to our vacation home. Oh, cool. Yeah. And next month I have a week off. Oh, you guys going? Yeah. We're going to go back to Belize. What? You're doing the exact same thing over and over and over and over again. So it limits where you're going to go because you're going to feel guilty if you don't go there. Now I get it. If you live within driving distance of a lake house, because you can go one weekend, not go a weekend, go a weekend, you don't feel tied to that every single vacation, mm-hmm. but a vacation home where you have to travel multiple hours, confuses crap out of me.
4: Yeah. The rich people that come in here, we should actually ask for our podcast, all these celebs that come in country artists for the big show, big show. and just say, Hey, are you happy with your second home? I guarantee you, everyone says waste of money. Wow, I, that's all I do is drop nickel and dime. They call it a boat because it's a before all interest treasure trove. What does um, that stand for? Um, before all, about to, about to appreciate,
3: about to go bankrupt, uh, about but... to appreciate titties. <laughs> <laughs> There's something <laughs> here, here. Here's the difference with country artists. About though. to go bankrupt is close to what yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah. Here's the thing about a country artist or like a a actor or actress, someone that doesn't have a normal job, I understand they can have a second home because they can go live there for two months out of the year, three months out of the year. They aren't necessarily going on vacation there. Ball and chain. I'm talking the guy that works at um, the bank down the street. Oh, Bill. Bill. He works at the bank, you know what I mean? And he works nine to five and he gets three weeks off a year for vacation and he has a vacation home in Montana. So every vacation that Bill gets when he leaves the bank, he's going to Montana. He can't just go live there for a month. And are you familiar
4: with timeshares? This is a whole new bag of tricks
3: that I do not understand.
4: Well, the, because the, timeshare- the Weed
3: brothers, the Weed brothers that came to convention three and two, they stayed somewhere this year because their parents have a timeshare, so they got to stay for free. Don't understand it. Abby had parents are into timeshare. She stayed in a
4: timeshare when we all met up in Vegas a year ago. Really? Yeah. So they are in the timeshare. My parents are in the timeshare thing. When we go stay at Opryland, it's a timeshare, which Baser said the best quote of all time. So we run commercials on our station and say, get out of timeshares. Hey, do you want to get out of your timeshare? Which means they're kind of grimy. They're kind of uh, tricky. Tell me about them. Yeah. I don't know. Well, back in the day, they were pitched as, you can go, you can cook. They're bigger. You don't, It's not like staying in a hotel. It's good for having kids. Your family would love it. Yes. It's not really a Ray and Bay thing. It's mainly for kids. And so my mom and dad loved it. Now I said to my mom, hey, are you happy with, if you could go back in time, would you do a time?" But why share? are they still in it? You're t- that's what. why do you think the commercials say, do you need to get out of your timeshare? It's <laughs> impossible to get out of. What do you mean? I don't know. There's like Is it like a lease? Not a lease. You can go to different places around the country. You pay for maintenance fees. It probably ends up being about the same price as a hotel nowadays. But back in the day, it was dope resorts. He'd be great for families. They're safe. You're not going to get shot. It, it was good stuff like that. They had they had a fun little community center. You could have your kids go. And you know these people kind of have a little bit of money. It's not like you're going to have a homeless guy trying to you know, drown your kid at the local pool. There's some sort of trust and stuff there. But I said to my mom, would you do it now? And she said no. And Bazer had the best quote of all time. She said... I understand how people back in the day, your parents, other people, could got it tricked and get into timeshares. She said, "But when we went to this timeshare at the Opryland, there were people our age." She said, "How do people our age get tricked into a timeshare?" <laughs> Those are the people that are the most surprising because, dude, you go in there and check in, they start a hard sell. The guy starts pitching you on places and things to do. Uh, it's Sunday night at eight p.m. and I got work in six hours. I'm like, dude, uh, I'm good. I live here. I'm just coming to see my parents. Stop giving me a sale on Broadway. I went and got S face there two weeks ago. I understand Broadway, dude. They go hard, but that's timeshare. Culture. It says
3: you pay for the timeshare indefinitely when you own a deeded timeshare, so you never can end the payments like a mortgage. <laughs> a mortgage you pay off after a certain amount of years. This says indefinitely. I don't even understand that, but you can will them. Uh, or give them away. Yes, which my parents
4: have said they're going to do. But...
3: But I don't want it to be willed to me. because I'm saying. I don't want to pay for that shit. You're going to have to keep paying for it. No, no, no. Hey, if you got that in your will, give that to my brother or sister. I don't want that crap. <laughs> I don't want the responsibility for paying for a
4: timeshare. And also, some of them are getting a little uh, older. So, like, the one we stay at Opryland is kind of outdated. The, the hotels downtown... Grand Hyatt, shameless plug. Hold on, are ten Hold times on. nicer than our timeshares, where back in the day Wait. the timeshares were updated and upgraded. A timeshare is at a hotel. It's basically a hotel, but you have a kitchen, you have a living room. No, no, there's more. But space. you said Opryland. You stay in the hotel. You, we stay adjacent to Opryland. I'm just saying it so you understood what okay. I was talking about.
3: So it's like it's not. I'm so confused. I thought it was like a house or like a condo. It's like a condo.
4: It's more familiar with a condo. And they're in every city in America, typically touristy type places, because you go in these timeshares on vacation. And But yeah, the
3: money pit, the way they're, they're structured, I don't understand any of that. So if I have a timeshare in, let, let's say I buy a timeshare, can I go to any city or does it only work in Miami? Works in any city. And here's where my parents oh my actually God. game the
4: system. Last year, this exact time, spring training, that's when I went to Phoenix and we watched the Colorado Rockies in spring training. My parents went around the country and stayed in timeshares for two straight months. So they actually game the system. So maybe if you're retired, that's a way to get the best of the timeshare world. I need to know how much a timeshare costs. I mean, that's the question. But, but here's the deal. The people that are tied into it, back to our main point, don't go enough to make it worth it no. having a second home. Unless you're retired and for two months you can stay in timeshares for the next 64 days, it's probably not worth it.
3: Oh, my God. The average cost of a timeshare that a buyer can use for one week a year. One week a year, Ray. I believe my parents have it for more weeks than that. $24,000. But see, it's rolled. You're paying $24,000 for one week? Not now.
4: Back in the day they did, it rolls over. But that allows you access to any place in the country. But and I believe you can stay other weeks. You just have to pay pay a maintenance fee. So they're not paying oh that much.
3: It's rolled over. So maybe that's twenty three thousand dollars up front, and then you can you pay the maintenance fee per year. I don't know. I've never been offered a timeshare. I've never I have seen the commercials and I never understood it.
4: Well, now that my parents are retired, we stayed in one Christmas, and now my Baser, my parent, my sister and nephews are going again in, uh, to Orlando in a month. So now we're starting to game the timeshare. Now we're all using it. My parents use it. We use it. Dad uses it. Well, dad's a little crippled right now. But everybody's using it. So we're actually getting the best of the timeshare.
3: And I'll hang up and listen. I feel like a little bit we have a timeshare of this studio. (laughs) (laughs) Okay? Because, I mean. What a transition. it, it, It says on the sign right there, the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Studio. It says it right there on the sign. So here's the crazy part, Ray. I went last night I took my three boys out to get milkshakes. And I walk in this restaurant. What, the 1960s? Yeah. And I walk in the restaurant, and I see none other than Clay Travis. What? I see Clay Travis. Doing, Buck doing? Sucking on a milkshake. Hey, Buck was not there. <laughs> Buck. Buck don't give up. A- no Buck, <laughs> hey, Buck was not at the restaurant, okay? <laughs> they don't roll together. they don't roll together. It was Clay Travis and I think he has two sons because there was two boys sitting at the table with him. I'll just put his business out there, and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's my studio partner. We share a studio and you guys were sharing a restaurant. <laughs> We were sharing a restaurant, Uh, and uh, hey, let me uh, tell you, uh, they uh, ordered milkshakes to the Clay uh, Travis table. uh, Clay Travis had a milkshake, uh, (laughs) and I think maybe his sons had the milkshake. I don't know if he saw it because his back was to me, and so I did. I was like, man, this is a great time. To tell Clay, thanks for letting us share the studio with you. Dude, he would have looked at you like you were a drunk and a
4: homeless person.
3: And so as I'm sitting there at the bar and my kids are enjoying their milkshakes. How's it going, studio partner? I I did shout out, yo, Clay, thanks for letting us share the studio with you and Buck. Nothing.
4: Did you really say that? Yeah. Did your kids think it was funny? My kids were like, what?
3: Like, Nada, Who's Clay? Who'd you do the funniness for yourself? Well, if, he, if he, I was thinking if he were, turns around, yeah. then I can do it. So I just kind of threw it out in the atmosphere like, yo, Clay. Uh, then, uh, So he didn't respond, right? So I was like, I'm going to try it one more time. I'm going to try it one more time. We are at Steak and Shake. And so as we're closing out the tab, I said, yo, Clay, let me know when you and Buck need the studio next week. <laughs> Nothing.
4: Ah! Ha. <laughs> yeah, he might have hecklers in real life.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. No reaction. No anything. And I just sit there to myself going, this is only funny to me. No one else, like the people sitting near us are like, what is this guy doing? Because I'm doing the, you know, the cup on the head got an over the shoulder yell. Because <laughs> he's over my left shoulder. So I'm going, got my right hand up to the mouth going, hey, Clay, <laughs> let me know when you and Buck need the studio next week. <laughs> Dude, we talk about them all the time,
4: and they never talk
3: about Dude, us. They don't even know we exist. Know. They don't even know we're breathing humans. But I laughed to myself as we left the restaurant. I laughed to myself as I got home. I put the kids to bed, and I was sitting on the couch, and I was starting the Kansas game, and I was laughing to myself saying, I hope this is as funny to me when I tell it tomorrow to Ray, as it was in my head, because I thought it was hilarious that I was yelling, yo, Clay, it's just so stupid. What's well, even
4: funnier in my head is the thought of us joining forces, because we share a studio <laughs> where it's Lunchbox, Sis, and Arnold, a make-believe person, and Clay and Buck. And they're a serious political talk show. I mean,
3: I laughed. <laughs> forever about it i thought it was so funny all morning i wanted to tell you i wanted to text you i wanted to take a picture and text you that clay travis was at the restaurant but i was like no i can't do it because i don't want to take a picture of his kids because i don't know if he puts his kids out there and i was just like it is gonna be so funny to me that freaking clay travis is here and i'm yelling across the restaurant to him and that was it Uh, that was my run-in with clay travis man That was my timeshare, oh man dude hell of a segue yeah and after this I'm gonna tell you I want i I went to play golf on Monday and I am still pissed off still pissed off yeah I found out from your wife I'll tell you right after after this. the break.
4: Yeah, so me and your wife are texting on the group thread. I'll let you get to your golf story. Yeah. And I thought you fixed the RSS feed, not to get two in the weeds. That's the picture that comes up that for the longest time has been three people,
3: and we needed it to be just us two. Now, does I, I need to know from listeners, does it show up on all their feeds as only two now? Yes, ask that question into the atmosphere. You ask. I, like, I, I need people to respond because I act have like l- they can respond on this. Hey, I was sitting here waiting <laughs> going, is anybody going to say anything? <laughs> I because here's the thing. We have been trying forever to get the logo, a new logo. We finally had Stage Pilot who helps us with uh the coaches convention just photoshop the other person out. Because every time we email someone at the company, they send us these drawings that looked like absolute dog crap. Dog crap. Like they spent about 10 seconds on it. Dog Yeah, I but you didn't have the bleep ready, so. I, and I was like, "No, that's not good enough." So then I went out and spent like three hundred dollars, put the, and paid someone, right? We're in the red to do it, and the logo was absolute trash. And we went back and forth, back and forth, trying to get edits, edits, edits. Problem is, I hired this person off the internet. They didn't speak English, so communicating with this individual was very hard. Smart. So we had terrible logos for three hundred dollars. Right? We got a guy in India doing it. The company couldn't figure it out. We ain't got one artist in America. We got a new president that's supposed to help us, and we had a meeting, and I said, hey, how we how do we get this logo changed? How can we change it? Because we had the Photoshop version, the new version that we were just going to put up, and she's like, actually, I, I don't know. I'll get back to you on that. Guess what, Ray? That's just putting it. You can put that back burner. Yeah, that, that's been a month, and I still hadn't gotten back to me on it. I emailed someone in the company. Six months ago, hey, how do we change that logo? I'll find out for you. Still, I've not heard anything. So to say that we're a priority is uh, lying to you all. We're 10-day mail, Ray, not next day. You're right. So me
4: and your wife are on this group thread, back Correct. to what the hell I was saying, and I told you to fix the RSS feed, so I assumed you told your wife to do it and she was doing it. So on the group text thread, she goes... This is so amazing. You, the feed is fixed. You guys, the picture's great. And then I said, oh my gosh, clap hands, praise Jesus sign emoji. You finally fixed it. This is amazing. We love you. And then she responds back like, I thought you fixed it. And I'm like, I thought you fixed it. And she goes, well, lunch has been golfing all day, so I just assumed you had did it. And I said, I thought you
3: fixed it <laughs> until the whole time lunch is the one that fixed it. So- <laughs> I was missing all this because I, after we got off, we got done with the pod on Monday. I looked at the weather and I said, Damn, Tuesday it has wind symbols. So it's going to be way too windy to play golf. Wednesday says rain. Thursday says cold. I only have one day this week I'm going to be able to play golf, and it's today. So it was a little later when we got off, and I was like, I'm going to run to the course and see if I can get on. It was 10 01, Ray, a minute later. And it was sunny. And 70 degrees here in Nashville, Tennessee. Come here, bro. So the golf course was packed. Packed. Birds, people. Hey, man, get me a beer. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> oh, the hackers are and back. That go in the water. And I'm like, there's no way. There's. It's too busy. I'm not going to be able to get 18 in. I'm just going to go in and see what they can do. And I didn't go to the local Muni Ray. I went to a different course. And the Uh, guy working the counter. Divorcee. Nah, he's a listener. That's what I'm talking about. And I'm like, he's like, hey, man, what's going on? Nice, you know, nice to meet you. And I'm like, nice to meet you. You want a bonehead? I said, any way I can get on? He goes, oof get off he goes i got a wait list about seven right now let me let me let me see what i can do let me see what i can do just slip him a five And i'm like all right he goes just stand over there just stand over there, ah, there let me see what i can do here's a one dollar and i'm just like there's no way i'm gonna get on there's no way like i, I didn't even bring a hat dude i didn't even have a hat because i didn't even think i was i didn't know i was gonna go play golf that day didn't have a hat didn't have anything sometimes you don't you just get yeah. the urge to go golf. yeah you just go because the weather's beautiful you go urge to have sex ray and I'm just like, there's people crawling all over this place, people making the turn. I, I can see it right now, dude. Like, it looks like Disney World. It did. And I mean, and people are calling, hey, you got, and he goes, we're slammed, slammed, <laughs> Not, don't think I'll be able to get you on. And I'm like, damn, dude, there's no way. I sit there for about seven minutes, and there's a cart with this guy and a girl driving up to the first tee. It might have been Justin and Angelina. And... <laughs> And he goes out there and he starts talking to some people. I mean, there's probably 15 people on the putting green. I see it now, and I'm like, oh man, I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go home. And he goes, all right. You see that that uh, the man and the woman going up the first tee? You're gonna play with them. He goes, they they got two cars, but only three of them are playing golf. So you you go ahead and jump in with them. Go ahead, go 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 go. And I was like, all right. And he goes, I just worry about it later. Just see me later about paying. See me later. <laughs> And I'm like, this is what we've waited for. I'm like, this is what I'm talking about, right? (laughs) And I roll up to the first tee, and uh, I get out, and, hey, man. The guy goes, hey, I'm Jeremy. I'm like, hey, man, Jeremy, nice to meet you. He goes, this is my wife, Patty. I'm like, all right, cool. Ginky. And I'm like, all right, cool. Husband-wife combo, let's do it. You know what I mean? All right, so we get up there. Which way do you swing? And The club. The club. You know, me and him, and he's like, man, I, I hurt my back a couple weeks ago, so. Man, this is my first time doing anything. I'm like, all right, cool, man. So we, me and him hit, and then another cart pulls up. Hey, man, do you cluck? And, and two gentlemen get out, and uh, one's dude's name is Baxter. I'm like, what's up, Baxter? Nice to meet you. And then another guy named uh, Carl. And I'm like, hey, man, nice to meet you. And Carl's not playing. I'm like, he's just riding in the cart. Weird. Uh, get to playing golf. We're, I'm enough like, with the pleasantries. Okay, I'm like, all right, cool. Baxter, and Carl, turns, Jeremy. It, turns out, man. Baxter is 84 years old. Well, you should have known that. I didn't know he was 84, man. Wow. And he's out there swinging it. There's a lawyer that plays locally that's about 94. Dude, and Baxter, he's friends with Garth. He's his sound guy, dude. Wow. He arranges all the, the strings.
4: A <laughs> small world just got smaller.
3: Yeah. So I'm talking to these people, and they're freaking fantastic. I was like, this is going to be terrible. This is going to be miserable. I know Garth. His music. But they were so fun, and, but it's packed, slow mowing. moving. And then Carl, I find out, Carl. Carl's Jr. No, Carl, the reason he's not playing, Ray, he usually plays with them. He's clucking. No, Carl's been in the hospital for 10 days. This is his first time out of the hospital in 10 days. <laughs> and he chose the local muni. How about going home, getting some dome? (laughs) Dude, I'm like, what is going on, man? (laughs) He's hanging with a random dude without a hat. And they told me, yeah, dude, he's doing so much better. And they're like, did you ever figure out what was wrong? They're like, no, not really. They couldn't really tell me what was wrong. I'm like, good God, this dude's been in the hot. And they're like, and the one guy's like, yeah, when I went to visit him, man, he wasn't even making complete sentences. (laughs) He goes, I would sit there and be talking to him in his hospital bed, and he would be like, yeah, I was watching. And he would just freeze. Dude, I hope you know CPR. I'm like, so you're telling me this dude has been in the hospital for 10 days, would freeze mid-sentence, and now he's riding in the golf cart, so this may happen right here? Dude, but that's the human body, dude. It recovers after 10 days. And I'm like, this is fantastic. <laughs> He's back at the, at the Muni. regrew his skin. Dude, and I am like, this is crazy. So we're, we're slow moving, slow moving, and we get done with nine, and they're like, all right, man, well, we're taking off. And they're like, here, let me get your number. Maybe you can join us again. And I'm like, I'm going to go play golf with the senior citizen circuit again? Absolutely, here's my number, gentlemen. Here's my number. They were so friendly. You didn't give them one digit wrong? No, I gave them the number. I'm like, dude, I'll go play with these guys. I got 10 numbers from local Muni guys. I've never called one of them. Here's the thing, Ray. I'm sitting there going, man, I'm playing pretty well. I don't know if I'm going to be able to finish 18 because it's already 345. And I text your wife around 530. Yes, so I already know the answer. Well, I'm like, ah, man. So I stopped by the clubhouse because I know carts have to be home back at a certain time. And the dude's like, ah, man, just go ahead and, um, mm. ah, ah. Uh. Dude, he's going to lose his job. He's like, do you mind walking? <laughs> do you mind walking some? I was like, nah. He goes, I won't charge you. I, I'll just charge you for nine. He goes, if you, you don't want to walk that far, he goes, ah. <laughs> He goes, you can just play 10 and then just circle back on 18 and not play. And I'm like, all right. And I text my wife. I'm like, hey, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if I'm going to play all 18. I'm starting number 10 now. They want me to walk the back nine. She's like, I don't care about
4: 18. We have three kids. And I was
3: like, you know, and she's like, well, I'm at the grocery store right now. And I was like, yeah, because I'm usually the one that picks up the kids. And I'm like, okay. So I probably won't play all 18. But I go out and I par number 10. And so I'm shooting my best round of my life, Ray. And I text wife. I said, "Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm playing all. I'm, I'm playing all 18." <laughs> She's like, like,
4: "Thanks for your honesty. Get the fuck home." I'm like, "I, I, I can't. I can't quit now." <laughs>
3: so Ray, it's like a quarter mile walk between 10 and 11, and I got a pull cart, and I know the sun. I am racing against the sun, right? So, Ray, I am power walking slash jogging in between holes, in between shots, yeah, right? I get it in. And I get to number 11. And there's this dude and his buddy just playing pocket pull with each other. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of them's not even playing. He's hitting three balls off the tee. He's over here. He's over to the left, to the right. And I'm like, all right, mother. Yeah, so, you're.
4: They're, they're getting
3: cut. Right. You said mother. And so... I'm like, come on, guys. Come on. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta go. We you gotta go. You said that out loud to him. I'm yelling. I'm like, hit the ball. Hit the ball. Let's go. <laughs> so they hit like he hit his second shot and then he w- w- hits it way right. He's already in the woods and he hits it even farther right. Drops another ball, hits another one right. I'm like, F this. All right, boom, and I put it out in the fairway. Don't even wait him to keep wait for them to walk. <laughs> okay <laughs> i am I g I'm I'm going to finish his eighteen because I am playing the best round of my life. Good you still hit it in the fairway though, Russ. Hit it out. right in the fairway. Well, a little left of the fairway, but Clean shot into the green. I don't have the course map out. I know. So I get up there and I'm like, and they're just walking, taking their time, taking their time. God bless America. Come on. Come on. Straight wind into my face. They finally get off the green. I don't even let them touch the cart path. That wind's been cooking for about two weeks. I don't even let them get their foot on the cart path before I'm hitting. Boom. I leave it short. I'm like, damn it. That's because I'm rushing. I'm rushing, but I don't care. Get up there, chip it up, tap it in, bogey. Cool. All right, there. That would have been a par. No, but I two putted. Got it. Okay, and I uh, they're on number twelve, and I'm like, all right, and he, I walk up, and he's like, hey, you want to play with me? No, I'm, I'm like, actually, no, man. Actually, I, I'm gonna be honest. I said I got to pick up my kids by six, and I'm and he, oh, just go ahead, just go ahead, perfect. Because I mean, he's already shanked two tee shots to the right. I'm like, I didn't got time for you to play hundred balls and shank balls. So I step up, par three, probably 145, 150, pull out that six iron, whack, put it on the right side of the green, tap, tap, par, That'll go, do. go. And there's one guy on the hole in front of me, and as I'm walking up to the green, he's walking off that tee, Pastor, how's it going, man, how's it going? Good, good, good. And I get to that tee, and he's still walking to his ball. And I'm like, a little bit faster, man. A little bit faster. The sun is coming down, man. We we are running out of daylight. People got to know that. Got to be. Got to be going fast. Got to be going fast. And it's a par five. Water on the left, all the way down. And I step up, whack, and I smoke the damn ball. Smoke it. And I get up to my ball, and I hit it up about 50 yards from the green. <laughs> <laughs> Playing great then i duff it then i hit it over double bogey cool a double bogey on a par 5 you were set up for an easy par I, I, I know but hey on the front nine they had to the tease up a little bit 30 yards wind at my back i drove the green on a par 4 wow yeah um but it was short it's a short par 4 it's not it's not impressive and so no, that's good then number 13 14 13 14 15 so on number 13. Yeah, we're following along in our cars. 14. I get to the tee box as that dude... Here's the thing. I get to the tee box as that dude just got done teeing off. The guy in front of me. Mm -hmm. So, I don't want to wait on him. I'm like, hey man, you mind if I hit in? Picks up his bag. Starts walking. No response? No response. I'm like, all right, cool, cool. You want to play by yourself. Whatever. Pick up the effing pace. Ray... This is when I start getting pissed. This dude is playing by himself. The sun is going down. And he is taking his effing time. Mm. He hit a ball to the right in the trees. So he's 220 from the green. And he's waiting until they get off the green. I'm like, bro. Buddy, you're not hitting them. You're not hitting 220. You're not hitting it 220. Swing away. Swing away. Drink a Miller. Whatever. Rock it. Fine. Okay. Then he gets on the green. He's playing by himself, right? He chips up on the green from the backside of the green. Has to walk all the way back across the green to get his putter. He didn't take his putter with him as he's chipping. Rookie mistake. So annoying. Then, no, 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 then he goes and takes the flag out and lays the flag down. (laughs) Mother, I am playing the best round of my life and I am racing the sun. Can you pick up the effing pace? Sometimes those flag sticks will knock the ball out. Okay, then count it as it's in. That's what Pitt's buddies told us. Doesn't matter. I am getting so pissed because he's doing it every single hole. And then the next hole he I walk up as he's walking away. Doesn't let me play in. Cool, it's a par 3. Whatever. Then on the, the number 16 he hits it about 150 yards, 75 yards to the right. He is 260 from. The, it's a par five. The green is right over water. You have to go over water, and he does not hit until they are off the green. Yeah, I mean
4: he thinks he's being a nice guy, but that's just that's courtesy. But it's a muni. You're playing quick. The sun's going down. Yeah,
3: exactly. Just play quick. No need to take the flag out. No need to do this. Take your putter up there with you in the if the next tee box. He's on the other side of the green. Go set your bag on the other side of the green so you walk right off instead of coming all the way back, getting your bag, walking across the green. So damn annoying. He hits a ball to the right. He spends six minutes looking for his fucking ball, Ray. How, how are you still behind this Because Because I have to play. I have to finish the round. I can't just skip him. Skip him. I got to finish the hole. Finish it. But I can't hit into him. Hit into him. I sh- I wanted to so bad. So every time he would hit his second shot, as he's picking up his bag, <laughs> I'm swinging my damn club. I'm swinging my damn club as he's picking up his bag. I am getting so pissed off. And so, I mean, the last hole, or the 17, it's almost dark, dude. Yeah, we're following along, 17. And I am like, oh my God, and I'm rushing, rushing. whack, I hit it in the damn woods because I'm rushing. All right, you know what I mean? That's fine. I I screwed up. The quarter mile, and the the fact that he's taking the flag out is just driving me nuts. Mm -hmm. The quarter mile between number, back from 17 to 18, I am sprinting, Ray. Sprinting. Thinking I'm going to be able to pass his ass. But I get to the tee box, he's still there. I'm like, son of a gun. And he looks at me and he goes, "Oh yeah man, those guys just teed off." I'm like, "You should have hit in with we should have all they, you should have said, "Hey, can I hit in with you guys?" cuz it's 18, you're not going to be able to see the damn ball. It's dark." And he's like, "Yeah, I should have." And he sits there for a minute and he tees it up and he hits. And he walks to his bag and I said, "Well, I'm going to hit in with you. Don't leave." Got him. Yeah. Finally, you finally Boom. got balls on 18. No, I try I I tried it the whole time. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, come on, play with me. I mean, it's we're running out of daylight. I'm like, yeah, you've been taking the flag <laughs> out all fucking day. <laughs> is that the pinnacle of the story? Yeah, I,
4: I bogeyed it. I didn't know we were going to go hole by hole. Holy hell. So the time period is 5.30 um, p.m., and your wife said, he's still playing golf. And that's why you and your wife and me were having this text conversation. There was so much confusion because the whole time you were playing golf and neither one of us knew who fixed the RSS feed. Yeah. It was a monumental day in
3: the history of the sore losers and you were on the green. I was so pissed. Not even taking credit. I was running between holes and this jackass almost cost me finishing the round. Because I was driving by a random golf course, and she goes,
4: he's at the golf course. And I thought, it's dark as hell out. And then I was going to joke and say, well, I'm driving him past a golf course. Should I go look for him? Like, I had no idea you were still playing with the
3: sun almost. I mean, the sun was dunzo. Oh, it was, dude, That's it was what I thought. Dunzo, dude, when I, she texted that, I was like, how the F is he still playing golf? On number 18, dude that I hit in with, he was like, I'm going to change to a neon ball so I can actually <laughs> ah, see it. Ah, and I'm like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, you think all those times you were taking the flag out and measuring your putt from every angle and looking for your ball for six minutes on number 16, you think those minutes, if you would get those back, we could see the damn ball in the fairway? Yeah, we could. But no, because you wanted to take your jolly sweet-ass time, we're not able to see the ball. We're playing this last hole in the dark, and it's your fault. It is your fault. Douchebags like you should not be allowed on the golf course.
4: We got to get to Arnold on X. (sighs)
3: But I finished the round, and it was great. But I didn't shoot my best round ever because I was rushing. So, I, I mean, I was. it started out so great with the old people, the douchebag at the end really ruined for me. And I don't even know why I'm still mad about it because I finished the round, but I was so pissed. I was so pissed. We'll take a break. I don't even know if that story was interesting.
4: I thought there was going to be some more peaks than there were valleys, but no pun intended with peaks and valleys in golf. Yeah. But uh, I think it was fine. It was fine. Okay. I thought you were going to get a fight with the guy. I really wanted either a fight or your ball hit him. I was hoping for that. Right around 16, I realized there was never going to be that, and it was just how mad you were getting hole by hole. At the very end, though, I wish you would have done something like, why don't you put your neon ball up your asshole? I thought maybe that you were going to say something, but it ended. The story ended with you guys playing together
3: because I forced my way in. in. Because he was going to walk off and play by himself. All right, and I was t- like, "I'm hitting it in."
4: Hey, you told me to do ten of the best
3: Arnold, Arnold on, on X. X. We'll
4: do as many as we can.
3: Yeah, do it. Okay. I want to hear it. Uh, so, right, if you don't know what Arnold on X is, for some reason our X feed has all these inspirational people trying to put inspirational tweets and, like, motivational crap. And so Arnold goes on there and replies to them. All right, Evan. He goes, if I asked you to make $100 on your
4: phone in an hour, what would you do? We responded. Arnold. 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 Arnold would place a bet on Australian soccer An overbet He would parlay that with three games in Europe That are in the fourth quarter In theory, they should all conclude within the hour Making him $100 on a $10 bet Okay Another one Ruben goes What's something that always puts you in a good mood? Arnold For Arnold Well, it's tough if I start it with Arnold So I'm just going to say we said Yeah It's easier if I say we said Okay I I mean... Play along. Okay. Let the segment thrive. It's already crashed. Ruben goes, what's something that always puts you in a good mood? We said, for Arnold, it's the minute the shower starts in the morning. He'll start to lather and go to town. 45 minutes later, he emerges from the (laughs) (laughs) shower. I mean, he's trying to get him inspirational stuff. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, DP, he goes, what makes you actually want to be friends with someone? We said, DP, I'm going to be honest with you. We're not friends with Arnold, but we have strung him along with a $200 internship salary. We've promised him the world, but eventually we will kill him off. Not literally, though. (laughs) So DP thinks we're going to kill somebody. Hey,
3: you should have said Arnold likes girls with big tits.
4: That would have been good, yeah. (laughs) Luna, how often do you chat GPT? We go, Luna, Arnold just used it the other day when he got gas. He used ChatGPT to talk to the automated woman inside the gas pump. <laughs> no idea if that's how you can use ChatGPT. I don't know, I've never used it. Tim. Tim says if a 10-year-old can't understand your brand, it's not clear enough. We go, "Tim, our brand was created with Arnold in mind. He eats his boogers, sleeps around, and drinks too much on a Friday night." <laughs> See,
3: I think you need to respond. One more. Okay. Adam
4: goes, I'm addicted to drugs. My drug is called design. What is yours? And we go, Arnold would mix a couple of hard drugs. Luckily, we hired him and got him cleaned up at the Sore Losers headquarters.
3: (laughs) Okay. I think how you need to reply, I don't know, maybe maybe I like it like this, is you just reply, and then you sign it, Arnold. So it's Arnold replying. Okay. Like, instead of, we do this for Arnold... Because they don't know Arnold's a fake person. So you sign it like you are Arnold. Be like, I'm addicted to a drug. It's called design. What are you addicted to? I used to do meth, Arnold. I love that. That is more, I think, the style. That's how you create
4: a segment. Thank you. Uh, one more. Kieran McRae. And this guy's actually a fan of our podcast and now listens. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. He said he loves it. Okay. So his name is it's K I E R A N. McRae, M-A-C-R-A-E. Seriously, he listens. And he goes, went to a wedding this weekend and managed to tell one new person about my podcast. Result? Success. And then we responded, Arnold told somebody at the gas station about ours and he got his ass kicked.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that was the best one. That's the best one. That was funny. That was good. That was good. And that was
4: Arnold Arnold on on
3: X. X. We'll take a break.
4: Damn, that felt good just actually doing a real segment.
3: I told you, Ray. We did a real segment, and I t- I've been trying to tell you all year. The Jayhawks are not that good. They've sold. And they did it last night. They they, they showed you last night. They had a 12-point lead at home against BYU. BYU shoots threes. Kansas can't shoot threes. And they just started raining threes, threes, threes. And when you shoot threes and we can't score free throws, you win the game. It's a bad – Kansas' team is – not as good as Kansas teams in the past now when I say they suck I say suck compared to teams in the past from a winning brand I mean they still win but they're not one of the top four or five teams in the nation they're just not top 10 top 12 okay yeah they're good they're solid but they're not unbelievable and it was it's it's sad it's rough you're gonna have those years but man it sucked last night watching a 12-point lead just disappear because we can't hit them a- free throw. We'll be back on Lawrence Radio. Every team I cheer for, free throws, free throws, free throws. Hunter Dickinson would get fouled. He'd go to the free throw line. Brick, 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 brick. He missed like six free throws in a row, Ray. And we lose to BYU and they're all excited and I'm like, God, it was so depressing. But that's exactly what the Kansas team is. They cannot blow teams out. They make me so nervous and I stress every game and last night sucked.
4: Uh, since we're talking college basketball, our executive here at the company, he's a big, we'll say the team, that's how we know we're talking the same person. His team is one, Kentucky. two, three. Kentucky. You didn't tell me you were going to do one, two, three. My bad. Uh, we'll try that segment again. Um, and then he s- said in a post, because they Kentucky one by two, right? Oh, dude. Last second shot. Against Mississippi State, yeah. who's Caraway's team. Yes. So it's he said, did you see that game? Cats, cats, cats. And it's him flexing And then he tagged Caraway? Tagged a lot of people, not Caraway though. It's oh. nice dope Kentucky basketball shirt. He's chilling at his mansion. And I responded this morning. I don't know if I was drunk or why I did, but I go, I think they're gonna win it all, seriously. He responds back. They're dangerous. Offense is off the charts, defense blows.
3: Their defense is terrible. I
4: think it'd put Kentucky up there. Top three threat to win it all.
3: I it was it was awesome. And then I mean the buzzer beater that the buzzer beater with uh half quarter oh NBA. my god the cleveland cavs the cavs it was awesome donovan mitchell's team yeah max strus though said Whoosh, to beat the mass that was awesome but the worst i saw i posted it on twitter is that soccer team to lose the state twitter. championship arnold on x. x they're tied 1-1 with like 4 minutes to go and the fullback passes it back to the goalie and he swings to to kick it he misses and it goes in the goal Lose it was to a soccer highlight? It was a state championship. <laughs> it was an own goal. Yeah, because the goalie just came up to kick it, you know what I mean, and swung and missed, and it rolled underneath his leg into the goal, and they lost 2-1. to one. So when you think about it, the
4: force of pressure, uh, force equals time squared motion uh, in motion. His foot created wind that pushed the ball back into the goal, or his foot hit the ball on the way back down?
3: No, 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 no. It was a ground ball. Like the the, the 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 defender has it. Got it. He turns around and passes it back to the goalie. On the ground. So the goalie's just going to give it a big boot. Like just kick it. Like it's rolling. Like it's a ground ball. It's not bouncing. It's not and the goalie goes to kick it. Swings and misses and it goes underneath his leg into the goal. And it was already a ball in motion. So if you are a goalie, yes. is this a wrong rule of thumb? Should you always pick it up? If your team passes it back to you, you're not allowed to pick it up. Never knew that. Yes. If they pass it back with their foot, you are not allowed to pick it up. Because what they used to do in the World Cup is they would stand outside the goal box, and the goalie would pick it up, roll it out there. When some, a def- someone would come pressure him, they'd pass it to the goalie, he'd pick it up. Roll it to another person, pass it back, pick it up. So they said, okay, we got to quit that. That's wasting too much time.
4: Got it. So that, But the equivalent of that is in basketball, if I was to shoot a jumper at my own basket, and our center is always known to just grab the ball. Because you're shooting essentially at your own goal.
3: I don't know. I don't know how that would work. I'm not really sure how you compare it to basketball, but I just know that he swung and missed and cost him a state title. They were tied one-to-one. They lost. Arnold on X. It wasn't that good a story, but I want to talk about a good story. We're going to play a game. It's called Good Dad or Bad Dad. Ray, this is about me. I left my kids in a hot car. Nope, it's not about me. It's about a teacher hooking up with a student. Okay, She got arrested for hooking up with a high school student. She's a high school teacher, right? The only problem is the dad of the student got arrested also because he knew about the relationship. Wow. So she came over to the house and was like, I want to bang your son. Were you going to tell me this was crime podcast of the top
4: 100 podcasts right now in the country? The biggest handle, the biggest market share is crime podcast
3: over to you. So, my question is, is that a good dad or a bad dad? Well, originally he knew about it,
4: didn't disclose what he knew, then was found out and caught by an unbelievable investigation. Yeah, Missouri
3: teacher accused of sexually hooking up with a teen, and the father knew. So, here's the thing. Back in the day,
4: you couldn't tell these timelines But now with text messages, you're able to find when the dad found out. Back in the day, you could have said, oh, the dad just found out after the fact. Now you know the dad knew about it for months, and so then he gets in trouble too. Because of Apple, text messages, the ring camera on your doors, crimes are able to go more in depth than they've ever been able to.
3: Yeah, the reason they got busted is because the 16-year-old had scratches on his back from one of their sexual encounters, and he showed... A picture of his scratches to one of his friends said, check out what she did to me while we were hooking up.
4: And the friend told authorities? Yes. Damn. That friend, man, first of all, not a friend anymore. That's going to end their friendship. They're now foes.
3: Yeah. A second witness told investigators that the student's father had been told by both the teacher and the teen about the relationship. And the witness claimed to authorities that the teacher and the alleged victim used student lookouts while they had sex during school. That's one step deeper. I mean, they had someone standing guard outside the door.
4: So when someone was coming, bang on the door. Dude, what subject did she teach? And Usually, I, dude, our teachers always tried to act more mature. These teachers now are kinky.
3: He, the father said he did not stop the relationship because he believed they would continue to have the relationship behind his back anyway. The father was charged with first-degree endangerment, the welfare of a child. So my question, good dad or bad dad? Is he being the cool dad? Like, oh, dude, you're hooking up with this hotty ass teacher. Like, she ain't bad-looking, dude.
4: Yeah, it's definitely bad dad. It must, It's It was a high school, so maybe she's... She's probably not that much older than the kid. No, she's only
3: 26. He's 16.
4: Yeah, But he's less than 18, so that makes it bad.
3: No, no, I un- I understand why it's illegal, but is he good dad or bad dad? It's bad dad.
4: I mean, it wasn't just one time where the uh, dad felt, oh, man, I'm making a bad decision. I mean, it must have been a lot of times where he goes, man, should I really let this continue going on?
3: Because I'm thinking the dad's like, man, this is so cool. My, teacher, my 16-year-old's hooking up with a hottie. And maybe... The dad's thinking, maybe one day I'll get to hook up with the hottie. Dude, nah, not
4: that. Or pops. Hey, kid's happy. I'm happy. He's getting good grades.
3: Yeah, there's the dad. <laughs> yeah, he just looks like he DGAF. <laughs> Doesn't give a damn, right? I mean, I thought that was a crazy story that he just let her. I don't know. I mean, I guess you go bad dad. Bad dad. One time occurrence.
4: Hey, man, take this to your grave. Don't ever tell anybody about it. I'll hold, I'll hold your secret. But if it continues, you're going to get found out. You can do anything for one time. Once you get to like 10 times, 20 times, 30 times, that's when you get in trouble.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, happy Wednesday, guys. Uh, God, I don't know much else. Hey, we got a
4: sizzle reel from the convention. Are we allowed to put that out?
3: Yeah, it's going to be on our website, SwordLosers.com. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, SwordLosers.com. We can probably put it on the Instagram. Um, Let me see if it's on the – I bet you it's on the website already if I know – our team, behind the scenes.
4: Dude, and we got to do another YouTube.
3: Yeah, we do. I mean, you're the one that was supposed to be doing it. I know well,
4: it. What are we going to do? Just film us playing golf every time?
3: Coaches convention.
4: The match part two. <laughs> yeah, it's not
3: on our website yet. I don't know what's going on. Uh. But yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get that out. SoarLosers.com, check it out. I'll tell my uh, assistant that they need to put that up.
4: Dude, I thought of a good YouTube. Let me hear it. So it would be... I got another YouTube. Go ahead. Uh, It would be you and me going down to the Cumberland River on Broadway. Yeah. And we're just filming the whole thing. I can cut some stuff out to speed it up. But we're just filming us walking down to the Cumberland with golf clubs. And we're just going to, we're warming up our swings. Like we're going to hit a ball over the river, looking at each other, looking out for cops. And then the video, the pinnacle of the video is if cops come, we split. That was dope. We were filming. Cops came. Cops don't come. We hit the balls over the river.
3: I don't. I don't hate it, but then
4: that's incriminating. Ray, that's how we get us. Our- <laughs> uh, that's
1: a great point.
4: That's a great point. That's a great point. We do I, it with masks on. But if we put it on our YouTube, <laughs> we say it's two random guys, don't know who they are, and one of them Arnold, I mean, and, and, and
3: it's literally <laughs> our,
4: hey, I have Arnold's face on. It's literally our build. But one of them's Arnold. <laughs> then he's tracked back to the convention when he was on the podcast with the mask on.
3: You know what we need to do? We need to ask a cop if it's illegal to hit golf balls over the Cumberland. As a YouTube video. Well, just ask him.
4: Okay, so the video is well, pro- you, you and know, me you know walk what? into Broadway, you know what? and we go talk to a horse cop and ask if it's illegal to hit a golf ball over the river.
3: Yeah, I, I well, I think it has to be illegal because there is a walking path over there. So there could be walkers.
4: What if nobody's coming and we get the cop's approval to just do it one time for a YouTube video? We get him to sign that it's cool, and then we're on our way.
3: Do you think you are good enough at videography that you'll be able to track my ball in the air? No,
4: but, we can, no, <laughs> but if you hit it straight, we can highlight it, make it easy for people to
3: see. And then we'll go
4: over. The video will conclude you and me going across the pedestrian bridge, finding the golf ball, And seeing if you hit it over the river or not. It's
3: a great. I like that also. And can we talk to the PGA Tour and see if we can borrow their shot tracer? Because we know someone that That works for the PGA. Does he still do it? No,
4: he left the company. Oh, he did? It doesn't work anywhere. No,
3: he works for the PGA Tour. He's the one that sets up the shot tracker at the event. He sets up
4: the shot tracker of us hitting it over the Cumberland. Yes,
3: but he sets it up for the PGA Tour at events. And then you know who else lives here? Jim
4: Nance. He then calls us hitting it over the Cumberland. Yes. We're here on a Sunday. The Sore Losers. Beautiful. Beth Page. The Back Nine. Pebble Beach. CBS. Jim Nance. Good day. Uh, Hello, friends. Do you know why I say that? Because my dad used to always say it. And it felt welcoming. Hello, friends.
3: Jim Nance. I like it. And I got... Someone put it on Facebook. It was a good idea. Film us doing one of those immaculate grids. No, I think it's great. Because uh, they see how stupid we are because we have no idea. But never mind. That was dumb. All right. Yeah, that was kind of good. I haven't done Immaculate grid in a while, man. Let's go to baseball right now.
4: Or do YouTube. Dude, I'm just filming us in the car. Anybody's car. The car doesn't matter. On Broadway. And we're yelling shit at people. Like, just like catcalling people. Okay. Like... <laughs> Hey, when was the last time you ran? Fuck. Just random stuff and um, we're videoing it and then we I, throw it on YouTube.
3: I, I, I'm not sure I like that.
4: Hey, why don't you have another beer, you drunk um,
3: I kind of like that. I don't know.
4: But we got to make sure that we film it hamburger instead of hot dog so it's good format for YouTube. Okay. Just some ideas. All right. I'll think about it.
2: Yeah. No, that was it. We already buzzed, dude. Oh, yeah,